7.45 on a Saturday morning. Time once again for our wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Morning, Jack. Welcome back from wherever you were. I was in Cuba, and I happened the phone reception there isn't the best in the world. And uh, I happened to be at, out at sea the day last Saturday, so I wasn't able to call you. I understand Ted did, and that was just fine. But uh, it, it's my second trip to Cuba, and boy, nothing has changed in the last five years. That's I sure. imagine. I've never been there, want to go there. And uh, t- so, t- tell us a little bit about your trip. I'll tell you this much. It's a great lesson for people to think socialism is the way to go. Uh, it is uh, just grim in Cuba. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of, they're very proud. They've, everybody is educated. Their literacy rate is the highest in the, our hemisphere here. And that's a good thing. Uh, they also have the most doctors. That's another good thing. Unfortunately, we had an incident where we had to go to the hospital, and the doctors there have absolutely no equipment and no medications. The boat I was on had a bigger dispensary than a hospital serving a community of about 200,000 people wow. in Fuegos. And nothing has been done. You know, Cuba used to export lemons, limes, uh, all kinds of citrus, oranges, etc. Today they import those things. The same thing with seafood. For God's sake, it's an island. They bring in fish and seafood because they won't let the people have motorized fishing boats for fear they'll escape uh, to the United States. And a nation that only has 10 million people, and last year 1 million of those 10 million applied for an exit visa. So you got 10% of your population wanting to leave. And, you know, uh, you, you won't see any fast food anywhere, uh, very few shops, etc. lots of stores selling uh, rum and uh, cigars. But uh, as far as basic needs, aren't a whole lot of those. Uh, it, it's just a very, very grim thing. And like you say, I was so anxious to go back there because it's five, been five years, and I thought, you know, they've opened up trade with the United States, etc. Maybe things have gotten, there's absolutely no change whatsoever. Everything is like the clock stopped in 1959. You know, the old cars are, of course, charming, and they drive you around. They're held together with uh, bailing wire and <laughs> screws. You know, nothing, you get in the car, the windows don't, nothing works in the car, but they can drive them around, and they are fun, you know, to drive around in a 50 five Chevy convertible or something like that. It's great fun. Culturally, music and that kind of thing is wonderful there. But the uh, the people, you know, you, you don't ever, ever see anybody overweight. I mean, the people are all slim and trim because they don't really get much to eat. Mm. Your allocation of food, you get five eggs a month, and I think four and a half or five pounds of rice. And then your other stuff is allocated as well. But, they, you know, that's not many eggs for the average person, five in a month. Uh, so uh, it, uh, it's sort of depressing. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful country if they ever uh, find some economic footing. But at the moment, they don't have that. And it's, uh, like I said, uh, kind of depressing. Gee whiz, I guess. So much for communism. Oh. Yes.
Man. You know, it, it obviously hasn't worked there. No. Uh, you know, the buildings are all falling down. The infrastructure is just terrible. Roads, everything needs a lot of attention, and it isn't getting it. And it's very unfortunate, in my opinion. Well, son of a gun. Well, I'm glad you kind of broke so, trail so for us. Much, so much for my travel log. <laughs> well, I tell you, <laughs> I think... Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln. How <laughs> yes, how did you enjoy play? the play? No, I think I'll wait to, uh, to visit... Uh, Cuba. Well, anyway, well, welcome back uh, yes, home, Jack. I, I, and it makes you appreciate oh, your home, believe me. I, I should say. Well, what can, what can we talk about? There's something on a positive note. Yes. You know, I got a ton of calls in this last uh, three or four days since I'm home about friends calling what kind of wine pairs with a game. And I love to talk about that because I love game. You know, wild duck, goose, partridge, pheasant, they're really wonderful uh, foodstuffs. And they are, unlike, excuse me, their domestic counterpart, they're really assertive with their strong flavors. Uh, and pairing wine really isn't a mystery. Uh, it all depends, like everything else, on the preparation. Uh, you know, today when everybody is looking for healthy, low-calorie, low-cholesterol, low-fat food, game has all those qualities and in spades. Uh, unfortunately, there isn't much to consume for everyday life unless you're a hunter. You know, it's untreated with hormones and steroids and has a delicate taste that uh, just is wonderful. It's sort of fun, in my opinion, to be able to pair wines with that kind of food. You know, wild duck is a very red meat. It's almost like beef. It's not your Peking duck at all or your domestic raised duck. Uh, you want an assertive, bigger wine with it. And, of course, if you're going to prepare the duck with some kind of cherries or fruit sauce, that would uh, alter the wine I'd pick. Ordinarily, I'd pick kind of a robust red wine. Uh, it would go very well with wild duck. And uh, if you had a lot of fruit on it, maybe try a Rheingau from Germany. Uh, pheasant. Now, pheasant could make people quit eating chicken. It's so good. But wild pheasant blends and calls for, in my opinion, an assertive wine. Again, a Rheingau would be very, very good with it. Also, uh, any wine from the Rhone Valley, any of those uh, Moduvra, Syrah, uh, Grenache blends are just terrific. Wild boar, well, you know, who can deny the pleasures of pork? It's delicious. And wild boar is a very assertive fork. Uh, type of pork. Uh, Pinot Noir is my total favorite with that. Uh, Fog Mountain Pinot Noir, Gearbox Pinot Noir would be absolutely uh, just a major home run with boar. Of course, ben venison, you know, it's a like elk, buffalo, moose. You want a big, rich red wine, an inky, big, powerful Zinfandel or an aged claret uh, would be just perfect with venison. Uh, grouse needs a feistier wine, but it doesn't have to be red. You can have an assertive uh, Chardonnay uh, with that, which would be uh, very, very nice to have. Or uh, also uh, uh, assertive Bordeaux, like Chateau La Castillon, is a white grouse that would be just perfect with grouse. Uh, you know, you want really uh, wines, when you're having game, to complement the game. And don't forget, marinating... Uh, the game is going to be tougher than domestically raised uh, meat. All game is. So it all benefits from a marinade. And, you know, one of the greatest marinades in the entire world is wine. Red wine uh, is a wonderful marinade. White wine isn't bad either.
the red wine marinade, and while it's marinating and adding a lot of flavor to the game, it also is a great tenderizer. The enzymes in the wine attack the meat and make it a little more tender. And, you know, game, uh, it just as it's typical, it's a more active beast than domestically raised uh, cattle or something like that. So it's going to be a little tougher, uh, and it isn't going to be as tender as you used to. So you want to cook it in a way that will tenderize it, and marinating does that just beautifully. Uh, <coughs> classic red wines are really wonderful. You know, this is a, an area, I think, where an aged Bordeaux comes into being beautifully. If you're having a, a saddle of elk or a haunch of venison or something like that, an older claret, maybe something from Pouillac or Saint-Estef, uh, would be absolutely dazzling. By older, I mean at least 10 years in the bottle. Uh, you know, when game comes with a fruit sauce, which is a, a lot of people do, uh, particularly with ducks, uh, you want a fruit-driven red. Uh, for example, like a Chilean uh, Merlot or an Australian Syrah or uh, Argentinian Malbec with those fruity sauces is also very good. Uh, it, even a Beaujolais can be nice with that. And, of course, uh, as I said a moment ago, the wine doesn't have to be red. If you're cooking pheasant with apples, or one of my favorite dishes is they cook pheasant with sauerkraut in a pan in the oven. And it doesn't sound wonderful, but it really is. And that with, I like a Pinot Gris with that. One of the wonderful Pinot Gris from the Oregon or Washington would be absolutely dazzling uh, with pheasant that's prepared with apples or, or steamed with sauerkraut. And, of course, let us not forget, you know, sparkling wine goes with everything, and that's always fun. So, you know, it, whatever you're going to have, uh, make sure you, you pair it well. At, you, when you're talking to somebody in the wine, you really have to tell them how you're going to prepare the dish and how you're going to sauce it. And that's what really is going to determine the wine. For example, Wild Goose has an intense flavor, uh, but it should be uh, married with an intense wine. Uh, as I said, a claret would be a perfect choice. Uh, the, the pairing basics, uh, red wine is absolutely the best with game, no question about it. But white wine, as I said a moment ago, definitely has a place, particularly those bigger Rheingau's from Germany just seem to go so well with wild boar and pheasant uh, that I love it. You know, deer, elk, caribou, moose, they're all kind of the same as venison. They have a much different flavor, but usually you want something to smooth your palate, so you want a bold, assertive red if you're going to have any of those kind of meats. Uh, and as I said, uh, any of those meats would be benefit greatly from being marinated for 15 or 20 minutes or, or three or four hours even uh, in some wine. And, and oftentimes uh, the wine you use for marinade, uh, you can serve that same wine with the dish, dish. Now, if you're going to have antelope, antelope tastes more like goat. It has sort of a sage flavor to it. And with that, I like uh, wines from Italy. There's one called Amicone. It's an Italian full-bodied wine that I think is just made to go with antelope perfectly. And of course, as I said when I started, you know, wild duck is probably the most popular, but don't forget it's a red meat. It's nothing like domestic duck, and certainly not like Peking duck or duck a la orange that you get in a restaurant. Oh. It's just like having a steak, so you want a, a bold a red wine. For g grouse, maybe a big 
a rock. Quail is a lighter, more delicate, and there's where an earthy ch- uh, Chardonnay would be just perfect, or a light red like a Beaujolais. A lot of great ideas, Jack. And I Same thing before... is through a partridge. Well, I tell you what, I get carried away. you get carried away. You make us all drool here. Uh, I tell you, a lot of fun stuff going on at Haskell's these days. Tell us about it. Yes, indeed. We're right in the middle of our fabulous fall sale, and boy, I'm telling you, what a sale it is. We have hundreds and hundreds of wines on sale from every wine-producing area in the world. There's sure to be one that will please not only your palate, but your pocketbook as well. And if you want to talk about game and pairing with wine, just stop in any one of the 12 Haskells, and they'll be delighted to chat you up and sell you some wine that's really going to make that game dinner very special. There's a Haskells near you where you can see Haskells in Bloomington. There's a Haskells in Chanhassen. There's one in downtown Excelsior, right off of 35 uh, in Faribault. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. In Minneapolis, there's free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the Haskells at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskells, go to Haskells.com or WCCO.com slash wine, and it'll take you right to the Haskells website where our holiday or our fall catalog is posted totally online. It really is a fun thing to read. Jack, welcome back from Cuba, and we'll talk a week from today. I'm going to look forward to that. Right, thank you, Jack. Jack Farrell from Haskells.